Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey, Rush Nation, before we get to today's show, which is an absolute banger, trust me on this, I want to tell you about the fantasy football playbook. Murph and I have been working really hard. Blood, sweat and tears have been pushed into our first publication. It's a book about fantasy football. Shock, this is a fantasy football podcast, but it's got strategy guides for all formats, rookie player profile reviews, Murph's PAS metric, which is exclusive to the podcast and the book. Head over to fiveyardrush.co.uk into the shop and go buy yourself the Fantasy Football Playbook. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening Rush Nation? We're back, new week just the two of us this week we thought you know we don't want to give you a guest every week because you might just forget who we are a little bit so we thought we'd give you the big man himself and me big man how you doing looking fresh as always sir the hair's <laughs> chopped now as well the beard's coming back yeah it's a shame we'd have the live stream this week um just a few things going on in the background that meant we won't but we'll do it next week yeah um all good it's been sorry for last week i i kind of caused some headaches by being a very late scratch um so my job is very crazy at quarter end so the last couple of days of march and june and september not so much december um are really crazy they turn into a real sort of deadline day scenario um very frantic no fax machines but uh, i always (laughs) thought i did need one this time around um so i was trying to get a client signed had to get a deal sheet in effectively um, if we want to use Premier League terms and um, ask for an extension from our finance because we'd agreed all the terms. It was just getting a final um, signature and things. And I was basically up until I think about three in the morning um, going backwards and forwards with paperwork, what's tapping a guy in India and stuff like that. It was a crazy day. And then 
got it done in the morning. So it was worth it, I guess. Um, but it did mean I miss out. It was fire last week where you did a great job with, with the guys and it was a great podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to check it out, then then definitely do. The video is also uh, lit. So definitely join in on that. But how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, yeah, been busy. And last week's podcast was very much a curveball for our usual shows, but it was massively interesting. And I learned, I learned a lot about Britball and, and, you know, trying to get a team into the army. So, and the boys were both really cool as well. So that was good. But yeah, yeah it was, top guys. It was a big, big learning curve for me, especially when you consider where people are in the army all over the world. They're they're a long, long way away from each other. It's not as if you know the, the London Olympians are all living or in and around London. The the army team is all over the world. So I um and and I don't know if you listen to a locked on draft podcast. I know you do, Murph, but Rush Nation. We had um, Benjamin Solak on. He did the review of the NFL UK. Uh, mock draft we did which was good fun and and they did a really interesting thing today about drafting you can only draft 11 players and they have to play on both sides of the ball and they there's a big some thing on twitter obviously that i haven't seen because i'm not on twitter but they were talking about players that they drafted and it made me ben was talking about how we wanted to run you know almost the west point offense with three possible quarterbacks because he didn't know who was going to be quarterback because he also needed that player to play defense and it reminded me of the army boys saying well we're not going to have one star quarterback well we might do but he might not always be available so if we run the 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 three uh it's escaped me now the uh three essentially three option then that's going to be good for us going forward because we'll have people that can play the position all over the army so yeah it's just a completely different take on building a roster which i found in you know very informative considering how much in the fantasy football play that we did about rosters and just learning about the rosters in general it was yeah it was good good learn yeah i think i think that's that's the thing is you know we bring these guests on we are a fantasy podcast but ultimately our job is to bringing exciting entertaining guests but just of interesting subjects um you know we're we're lucky enough in this country to have a league um i had tim monk on a few weeks before and you know it was amazing how ignorant i am to britball um and to knowing about where i can get information and and get into supporting a team and okay this year isn't going to happen due to covid but it is just amazing how we're all prepared to go and watch the NFL or we're all prepared to go and watch the Premier League, but there aren't as many people willing to go and support local teams. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty of that as, as anybody. I have been to a London Warriors game. It was a long time ago. Um, and maybe, you know, there should be a bit more of an effort for us if, if as enthusiasts of the game to go and watch those games because they're very intimate settings. You can probably get to know the players, the coaches uh, over time, and you can probably get to learn a lot more about the game. And especially as you become more ingrained in the game and you learn a lot more about it and you get to study positioning and get to studying the tactics and and everything, it will make your fantasy brain a little bit sharper as well. Um, You and I have spent the last year really deep diving into a lot of different things from learning how to watch tape and watch football all the way down to um, just the mechanics, the concepts, um, all those sorts of things in terms of understanding the personnel groupings and 
you know, there's some people in this country who are very smart and understand those. There's some that are um, not, and maybe it's not for them. And, and that doesn't, you know, you don't have to to do that to enjoy the game. You can watch it and enjoy it to watch it and enjoy it. But if you if you love this game and you've got that addiction to it and, and watching games at two, three, four in the morning, you know, you probably do. Just take the opportunity. I'm not saying you need to be a diehard and go every game, but try and try and get down at least once a season or once every couple of years. It's hard, but it's something you can take your kids to when they're older. It's something that you can you can do. And as, as, as sort of Tim was saying when he was on, you know, there, there's a team probably within 15 miles of your house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, the standard's not as good and everything, but you take a couple of mates on a on a weekend. You take a couple of beers with you. Um, you can make a day of it and you can have some fun and, and get to know the players and, and learn a lot more and you get that access. You can even play, you know, they're calling out for players with no experience, you mm-hmm. know, fancy yourself learning the, you know, you're young enough, fit enough and you, you fancy getting in and actually playing the game. Then, then do that, you know, just, um, yeah, it'd be good to get more people involved. That's kind of why we've done these things. You know, I had the opportunity to, to speak to these guys. I got introduced to them from, from somebody else and thought it was well worth promoting their cause and, and just understanding a little bit more because I was as naive and I was gutted. I missed it because I was really looking forward to it, but I listened and, and learned a lot from it. And I still speak to the guys and they're, they're good fellas and we'll, we'll get them on again uh, and update you all on, on their journey. Mm. And you'd be surprised what supporting your local club by just turning up and paying a gate receipt or buying a cup of tea, you know, singularly, you're not going to make much of a difference, but if you and a couple of mates go down and they tell a couple of their mates, and all of a sudden they've got a hundred extra people in the next season or the season after that, you know, that could be another 500 quid a week, which could buy newer equipment for the team so they're a bit safer or, you know, floodlights if they do play evening games, but they they don't get the chance to play evening games because they don't have any lighting. There could be, all these options are endless. And if Britball received a little bit more, I mean, you've only got to take the guys over at the X and O's podcast. I mean, I, I don't listen, but I see all their stuff on Facebook and stuff and they're all ex-players and coaches and stuff and mm. they've been nominated for the British Podcast Awards and stuff so if you haven't voted for them you know go out and vote for them because they're representing the NFL UK and our community so I, I oh, sorry boys off the top of my head I don't know the the actual address to go and vote for them as, as podcast but yeah the People's Choice Award and also Best Sports Podcast so they're representing the NFL UK so we should go and, and represent back and, and help Britball to the full I'll post a Twitter link out yeah, give them a vote. They're really good guys. I met them last year at the London Games and um, friends with a couple of them. Um, don't talk to them overly often, but wish them all the success. They're really, really good people who just know a lot. And yeah, probably we'll get them on on here at some point and they can they can teach us. Because, you know, this podcast is, isn't just us just passing knowledge on. It's it's why we get guests and we've got some great ones coming up in, in the next couple of weeks um, that we're really excited about. Um, not going to add spoilers, but you know, proper fancy analysts who who have a lot of knowledge to share, and it's going to be an exciting time. This is the kind of time of the year that, that you and I really live for. It's July. It's the you know, with the best ball drafts have kind of come to an end. Uh, uh, some of the diehard um, early drafts that we do have have pretty much finished. We're still in one that is in the last round and I'm looking forward to that one to finish because it's been a couple of weeks and it's been a bit of a slog. Um, but it is now properly fantasy season. The Scott Fish Bowl kicked off uh, yesterday. yesterday. 
Um, and there's a lot of really good tournaments. That's obviously one for the the marquee um, calendar is is to get in that. We both have a team this year. Last year we we shared a team. This year we we both have um, our own teams. But we obviously Stocks and I are not in the same division, and we are working with each other to. Uh, bring the ship home as hard as it is um funnily enough though we're drafting you were drafting from the 12th spot and i'm drafting from the 11th so regardless of us having individual divisions our teams are going to look fairly similar i imagine just of where we're drafting yeah i I think um i I think it's fair to say your draft has allowed you to get probably slight upgrades of players that i would have liked and, and didn't get um i seem to be in a very good division there's there was a lot of fans in it and i was kind of like, i don't really know which way to go but i think there hasn't been a pick so far that i've gone oh maybe alan robertson is the seventh wide receiver off the board but i didn't even think that was that spicy mm. um there hasn't been a pick that's made me like really whiff and go like hey that's that's really weird um i think all the picks have been pretty solid and it's been very running back and quarterback heavy in my particular division so my team now and it's funny because i made the picks at nine o'clock this morning and I've, there's been no picks since <laughs> and normally people have a go at the brits for holding up the draft but um not five yards baby not five yard, not in this instance so um my team reads as of right now drew Brees, uh mark andrews uh levy on bell melvin gordon jared goff and um jimmy garoppolo and they're so that's in the sixth round, 601. I took Jimmy Garoppolo back to back QBs. Um, that makes 18 QBs off the board. I kind of make it that 2021 QBs here are viable. Mm. Uh, I'm in, I made it, I set a list last night because there was four picks to go until my uh, list would have been active and I started the draft Murph and I we had a plan and a fluid plan as always but we had a plan that we were going to go quarterback tight end at the end of the first beginning of the second and luckily Dak who is our quarterback two was there when I I grabbed him at the 11-1-11 and then I swung back around and also grabbed Mark Andrews because the drop-off after the big three was quite severe points wise in the Scott Fishbowl being a tight end premium as well as super flex I then drafted Todd Gurley fell to me at the end of the third round, which was an absolute steal. And then Murph helped me out here. Who did I draft in the Oh, Chris Carson. I then took Chris Carson at the fourth, start of the fourth. I I wanted I was thinking about taking Kirk Cousins, but Murph and I had a discussion and we felt that there was a chance he fell to the fifth, sixth turn. As it turns out, he didn't. People were super keen on the quarterbacks and they all sort of vanished before the five, six. And then my list was still active from the night before and it auto-picked Raheem Mostert, which at the end of the fifth isn't terrible value, as as Murph pointed out to me whilst I was having a bit of a meltdown because I wanted to grab a quarterback before (laughs) grabbing someone else. But the guy after me, he took a couple of guys who I wasn't interested in and came back around. So I grabbed Ryan Tannehill, who we feel is safe and he's my quarterback too. I... I wanted to go quarterback wide receiver just because Beckham was still there. And I thought at the sixth round, he would have been okay as my wide receiver one. But as it happens, I've now got most uh, and, and Tannehill. And I'm hoping one of the quarterbacks makes it back to me in the next end of the next round, just so I can get my third quarterback and then stash up. Because some of the receivers that are still like Cooper Cup still there, um, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf. There is so many Cooper Cup. Did I say him? Yeah. Yeah, but there's loads, but, tons yeah. of tons of value at wide receiver. Everyone seems to be punting receiver down the board. So, um, 
you know, the the advantage I take with with QBQB is I've got three QBs. I can pick and pick and choose my QB and my flex. Um, and now I've caused a bit of panic because there's very few viable QB options left. There's five people that haven't taken two QBs. There's a sixth who hasn't taken any. And that guy's properly deep. He might not get a viable QB to start. And that that could be the end of your tournament because it's unlike a regular Superflex League. The scoring in Scottish Bowl is, if you haven't heard, it's it's pretty nuts. Um, I'll go through the basics of it. So basically QBs, the reason I say there's 20, 21, 22 viable is because the scoring is based off of um, a lot of different factors. It's four points, minus four points for an interception, minus two for a pick six. So if a pick six goes, it's costing you six points. Completions are marked as half a point. Incompletions are marked as minus one. So if your QB is throwing, is completing less than 67% of their passes, they are losing you points in that category. Now, over the course of the season, that could be 1.2 points um, and isn't going to hit you too hard. If But there's some quarterbacks that are going to lose you 50 points a season from doing that. Um, and more importantly, you could have a really bad game. Um, I started some games. Winston had a minus 18 game last year. Uh, Sam Donald had a minus 14 game last year. Which again, if you don't have viable quarterbacks, the strategy might be that you don't start a second QB in a, in a super flex league. And versus people that do and have viable quarterback options, i.e. me, that could be really dicey. And, you know, to get three top 18 quarterbacks, I probably would have liked two top 12s. It didn't happen. I'm okay with that. But I picked up a top three QB from my scoring and then picked up two relatively safe guys who were going to to do well. I do have to watch Goff a little bit. And the good thing about having Jimmy G is he's extremely safe. So I can slot. Jimmy G in when I think Goff is going to have a bad game um, and just protect myself a little bit. But, you know, you, there's a lot. That's the QB scoring. Also, sacks as well are minus one. So people, you know, shout out to all the people that have joined. I basically set up a war room on my personal Twitter for guys who are interested in seeing the process behind the Scott Fish Bowl and thinking about picks and how I'm thinking about picks as they're coming up. And I start to think of them about six picks before I'm, I'm picking. And then I start to whittle the list down and try and explain why I'm going in a certain direction or why I'm thinking of these players um, to give some insight. And, you know, there's a few people in there who picked Kyler very early, um, second round. And I was saying, well, I think you've overpaid. Um, and they didn't really get that, but the Arizona line is, is so bad. Kyler got sacked 48 times this season, uh, last season. And I don't see that improving. I don't see him getting, yeah, he might improve to like 45 sacks or 44 sacks or, or but he's not going to improve that much. So that's all those sacks is more points off your total. And his completion percentage isn't 67%. I don't think it's going to get that high. So that's more points off your total. And that's why he slots in at that sort of QB8, QB9, range for me and I think that's where I can say comfortably Kyler Murray's a reach in the second round unless like seven QBs have gone off the board then I kind of get that people like Josh Allen don't figure too well I mean they're fine if you've got him as a QB2 that's that's a nice place to be because that's kind of where he sits um, people that excel in this format Patrick Mahomes uh, Breeze, Dak, Lamar purely on the rushing side of things but Again, his completion percentage kind of doesn't put him in the same tier as a Mahomes like he would do in most 
in most leagues. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is is a fairly high quarterback. Kirk Cousins is is a top six QB in this format because he doesn't miss. He's not exciting, but he's behind a good offensive line that doesn't get sacked. So that's where learning the scoring of leagues is so incredibly important and taking the time to research this because people sit there and ask, you know, why have you got so breeze so high on your board? I'm like, because the guy has a 70 over 70% completion rate. So where others are losing points on completions, I'm making points. Mm -hmm. That's a huge swing on some players. I have like an 80 point swing, which is just, just completions just on how much they throw the ball and complete the ball as an 80 point swing regardless of how many yards they produce. And Breeze, Breeze is on a massively offensive team as well. You know, the, their defense is good, but the offense fires and he hyper-targets Michael Thomas, dumps the ball off to Alvin Kamara. And he, and when he does these things, he hits the guy and the numbers are in the hands and game on. And he knows when the sack's coming, doesn't take that many sacks. And that that's the thing. You, you know, we talk about this in the book. We talk about this all the time, that you have to really understand your settings. And we're in a, a complicated league, um, the BFL. There's a lot of people who listen to this that are, are in some form of a division of the, of the BFO run by, by Neil Simon. And um, Simon's a good mate of mine, and I've got to know him really well through this process. And it's amazing when you see some of the drafts there. It's kind of a keeper custom league. They In our league, we're supposed to draft in August. And they said, well, we'll open up the first round. You can do draft videos, blah, 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 blah. And like I said, well, I'd, to be honest, my head's in the Scott Fishbowl scoring. And I'm not ready to pivot over to an IDP custom scoring setup just yet. You know, it's, it's leagues that we do on Sleeper, we, we add some custom elements to it. But by and large, the strategy is... A pretty simple one to work out mm-hmm. if it's a, a 4x tight end premium that we did you heavily invest in tight ends um a super flex tight end premium you kind of have to get that balance between tight ends and suit and quarterbacks or you punt tight end and then just invest in the other positions when you're doing something like the scott fishbowl it does take a lot of effort a lot of work you can see the people that put the effort in every year and then, you know, you've got things that this is also a tight end premium league. There's points for first downs. There's a lot of custom scoring that's very difficult to to put together and to contextualize. And it's very hard to get the data as well. It's not something you get pretty easily. You know, you have to really do a lot of research. And there's some great people, Peter Howdy on on Twitter, PA Howdy, um, Addison Hayes is another that do some really great sheets that that help immensely. But the lesson of this, and we, we talk about Scottish Bowl because it's kind of like the, the peak of the fantasy, but there's so many great leagues that we're going to be in. The UKFL's kicking off soon. The Kings Classic will be drafting in in um, August that we're lucky enough to be in uh, and got invited to represent the UK with some great folks um, in that division from abroad. So um, the guys from, or, uh, you know, the FF Down Under Bowl, um, a part of that, you know, we've got guys in Mexico and Canada, um, some great people, um, uh, Germany represented. Um, but then also in that division is, you know, Andy Singleton and Evan Silver and, you know, some really great, um, Graham Barfield, who's been on this podcast. Um, there's some great people in, in, in there. Um, so, you know, for us now, this is the exciting part of the year with the, the UKFL coming up, the Steve Rains Bowl, we gave away our, um, our spot to Neil Dutton um so congratulations to him because we got given a, a spot to give away and um you know you did a great job announcing that last week I got a message from Jack who said he really appreciated the thoughts and messages and that one meant a lot which is why we weren't going to do a spin the wheel or something like that you know we wanted someone who was going to represent 
uh, the league and, and Neil did a good job um, to do that. Um, but so many other tournaments that, that we're in and we love the tournaments. The FF Down Under Bowl is another one that um, uh, mentioned that, that we're in. You know, it's, it's a fun time, the FFCC, which we're running, which is, uh, you know, a best ball tournament. Um, so there's lots of great, this is a great time of year because it's all those very interesting drafts. You meet a lot of very interesting people um, and you have a lot of fun. And, and this is kind of when fantasy football is like alive for me now. Like this is, it's the first sort of three, four months is all prep. It's preseason. This is the time where it's it's enjoyable and you get the the right people and you can have a right gig on and do some really interesting things. And, and we're going to do some listener leagues um, at some point. Um, I don't know when, when you <laughs> want to do them. Um, yeah, we will get around to them. And uh, I'm going to make sure this T-shirt's... Uh, obviously, we're going to be running 11 again, Murph, 11 leagues. Uh, it, it's so don't go up, more than 11 don't go more than 11 uh, it, it's, up, it's up to you really um, I kind of don't I'm not putting you on the spot here but um, I well think I, we, I think we should run so we've got the Champions League Champions of Champions this year that's separate for me because of what it is so yeah no but what, what I was going to say is we should then um, run 11 this year that will then create another champions of champions next year and then when we get 12 years down the line we can have like a champions of champions and okay. that'll be that that'll be it so there's a so, 12 year plan so sort. here's a here's a question then does the champion of champions this year get into the champion of champions next year what and then what in place of us unless we win one well not in place of us but well, I guess what what could happen is we we could do it this way. Either the champion of champions is going to have to enter some of our leagues, which I'm I'm sure they will, um, and try and win one. Or alternatively, if we win one of the leagues, then we invite the champion of champions in. Yeah, because okay. our spot is locked, obviously, and um, we could always invite. If we win one of the eleven leagues, then we'll invite the champion of champions or whoever we want. I think last, I think this time around, for to fill the champion of champions, I think Iran a spinning contest of all the runners up. Um, I think this year we, we don't do that. <laughs> I think this year we, we yeah, yeah, hand we pick can... whoever it is. Yep. All right. We'll do that. Um, and I would always push for the champion, the champions winner. And if it's yeah. us, then happy days. <laughs> but, like, I mean, if, if we win, if we win the champions, the champions league, we just hang up because that's it. We're done. You know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of fun, fun <laughs> things we can do. Yeah. So that's the next season. So list, so listener leagues will do soon. Um, I think we'll we'll talk about offline about what we want to do in the types of leagues. If you have a particular type of league and you're listening to this um, and got some ideas, share them. That'd be good. Um, if you do want to sort of pre-enter the, the listener leagues, drop us a DM on Twitter. Um, that proves that you actually listen to the podcast and not just see one of my tweets and an audio clip or something. So um, if you are listening to this and want to play in the listener leagues, then send us a DM saying, you know, something along the lines of I've listened, consider this my pre-entry or something like that. And then when the first leagues get set up, that's you, you'll, you'll get in um, because you're, you're the diehards. You're the ones that keep us, keep us going. Um, we've done book leagues for the, for the book uh, uh, orders and people who bought the book. And we did, I think 10 of those. And I think we might probably will have to do another one of those as well. <laughs> it feels like uh, uh, we've done a lot of those already. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been tough drafting. Um, Philip Rivers, it sorry, it's Philip Rivers has just gone in my Super Bowl in my uh, SFB. Draft, yeah, ahead of Derek. I don't, don't like that one at all. But okay, hey, 
Um, yeah, so T-shirt designs for next year's Listener Leagues are going to be lit. We are going to run more Listener Leagues because they're a hell of a lot of fun. FFC, CMurf, pretty much nearly full. We're going to be closing the entries come the end of next week. I I would say this week, maybe we might extend to Monday. Um, so we have we have signups. If you have signed up, by the way, please don't sign up again because I have to manually <laughs> take out. I have to manually take out the the duplicates. It's not like I can just filter them out. Um, I have to manually delete them so that I I don't have too many people. There's one guy that signed up four times. I had to drop him a DM. It's like, I've got your entry. Please do not enter again. Now, listen, if you signed up in like April and you can't remember and then you sign up again or you signed up in like January last year when we unofficially opened them, I kind of get that a little bit. Like I've I've made that mistake. But four times, like you you've not just you've not just done that because you've forgotten. You've done it hoping that I uh, that you get four times the the chance to get in, and that doesn't happen because I de- I delete all the duplicates. Um, and actually, if nothing else, you just caused me more work, and that might move you down the list. So, um, if you have, if you think you have, or you're not sure, you can DM us, and I will search and I will tell you. Some guy did that the other day. He's like, I thought I, I think I've entered, um, and I messaged him back saying you haven't, and he's like, great, I'll do that now, and that's totally fine. And the same way that you know if, if you think you have and you want to double check just message me it's so much easier like i can just say yeah you entered i've got you you're all good you know don't want to be uh annoying but it is just time consuming just to delete duplicates and it's just <laughs> not what like we don't get paid for this like i'm not trying to be a horrible human being here i'm just trying to make my life easier um for these sorts of things so please enter if you haven't fill in the form definitely do we want to see great people in here people that played last year it'll hopefully be more seamless than it was um the draft experience will certainly be an upgrade um if you are yet to you know we hopefully you'll play against some great we have some great names in this this year um i hope to get a few more to go along that that side uh, but, you know, we've got people like Graham Barfield. We've got Joe Dolan in it. We've got um, SFB9 winner Gary Haddow. We've got Kevin Tompkins. We've got Brian Drake, Dwayne McFarland, Smitty, uh, Nate Hamilton. Um, there's just some great folks uh, in this tournament already. I plan to get even more great people in this. So um, Pat Fitzmorris is in this. Um just so many great people that we have in this tournament. Smitty from the Sleeper Sleeper You Show, you know, he's or the Fantasy Football Show on on Instagram. He was on, uh, you know, all these great people that we've got, uh, titans of the industry. Um, you can have an opportunity to beat them. You know, many many games in the first second round last year saw average Joes knock out fantasy legends, and that's kind of what got the point of this week is. one. I got done week one last year, week two, it's too weak. But yeah, you know, there you go. Five-yard Bosch gone. I think uh, Pitsy was the only survivor of the five-yard Pitsy crew. And, Pitsy and Lee were the only ones that kind of went any kind of distance. Um, worth of merit. And then Jack Humphrey of the Kickers Matt podcast won it, won it last year, as you mentioned. So it's a great format. It's a lot of fun. It's best ball. You don't have to worry about saying a lineup. It's just having the draft. And you never know, you might be drafting with someone whose podcast you listen to or someone whose articles you read. And that's kind, of, that's kind <laughs> of the fun. You might get in a division with me or stocks and 
if you've drafted against us hundreds of times before, then it will just be one more. But you always know that we're quite active in the chats. Um, I kind of make it a case in point to be as active as I as I can. Um, and that's why, you know, with the draft systems that we've done so far, we've tried to stifle the amount of drafts that we're in at one time so that we can be more active during the draft. Um, I think the most that we've been on in one time is like four plus the eliminators, which is kind of a bit different because they're for fantasy cares and for charity and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. Just enter if you haven't already. Uh, any questions, ping them across. Happy to answer them. But ultimately, it's going to be hosted on Sleeper. It should be much easier, a bit more seamless this year, and everything will be on the site for you to view and see. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so join that. And then we do have one more um, giveaway for fantasy spots. So we were very blessed to be given uh, spots into tournaments. We gave away the Warrior Bowl spots uh, last week. That was on Twitter. Congratulations to the three that are guaranteed the spot in the Warrior Bowl. Um, we gave away the Steve Rain spot role spot to Neil Dutton, and congratulations to to him. Um, we do have the Fantasy in Frames uh, winner now. This person um, followed the instructions of the tweet. Um, I did uh, look through all the entries um, earlier on, and um, you know, picked uh, picked the winner. That person's Matt Inkster. So Matt, congratulations! You'll be playing in the Fantasy in Frames Charity Bowl for the chance to win a hundred dollars to your charity, but you're going to have to go through us. Um, so no pressure. <laughs> Let's hope your draft goes better than your, uh, oh. uh BFU, BFU draft. Uh, you were telling me about that this morning and, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting, another example of where you should always read the rules and, and look at the scoring before you draft because he uh, had a bit of a mare in that one. <laughs> won't appreciate me saying that I'm not in that draft, but he told me about it. And I was like, yeah, you probably should have read the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Matt. Hope you uh, hope you win it and, and get your hundred dollars for the charity that that you want to send. Uh, it to. I kind of hope he doesn't win it, but uh, <laughs> it's still all the same. It'd be great because I'm not sure who we're in the division with, and I'll tweet it out afterwards in case in case you miss this. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of uh, Americans in it. Um, the Fantasy and Frames guys are awesome. Um, been speaking to to a couple of guys over there. Um, uh, and they're just pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to to, to being in that and to try and win $100 to our charity, which uh, I don't think we've got one. Um, I think we were going to do that this year and then COVID kind of happened. It's mm-hmm. kind of changed all the perspective. So uh, when we win that, we'll think of a charity to, to donate to or, or send some suggestions. I want to try and find one that we can really support. Mm-hmm. Well, if we should talk about some news, because there's a couple of headlines that have, have dropped within the last few days and a pretty big deal for the nfl and and fantasy as a whole so congratulations patrick mahomes owners in dynasty you've got yourself set for the next 10 years at least I, this deal obviously when it dropped it it didn't drop monetary wise straight away it was just the fact that it was going to be a 10-year deal and then details started leaking out i mean it's it's going to be by all accounts tied to the salary cap right now so it'd be a percentage of the salary cap and the people have worked it out from what I can tell to be about $45 million a year for 10 years. Now, let me put that into perspective with $45 million, you can go out and get yourself a starting player for the offense and defense. So here, here's what you can get for $45 million. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Juju, Chris Godwin, Cooper cup, George Kittle, 
So there's your offensive skill positions. Then you've got offensive tackles, Orlando Brown and Ryan Ramchick. Offensive guards, Connor Williams and Eggleton Jenkins. Center, Ryan Kelly. Now we move to the defense where you get defensive end, Max Crosby. This defense is absolutely ridiculous, by the way. Max Crosby at defensive end. Kenny Clark at defensive tackle. Joey Bosa at defensive end. He's the most expensive player at $6.5 million. TJ Watt, Darius Leonard, Fred Warner, and Leighton Van Der Esch all at linebacker. Then you've got Tredavious White and JC Jackson at corner and Minka Fitzpatrick and Xavier Woods at safety. All for the same price of Patrick Mahomes. So, so just on, on this, um, I think you know there's some things about the contract that people don't understand. And I'm going to try and make this as easy as possible from what I've read. Um, these are opinions and thoughts of some of the best salary cap writers uh, on the planet. Um, so there's a few things to consider here. This contract is worth approximately $503 million. Many people talking about it as the richest deal um, in in sports. Um, realistically, it's not. Um, Mike Trout's... Um, $426 million deal is definitely the richest because all that money is fully guaranteed. So he will get, Mike Trout will get all $426 million. He's pretty good though. <laughs> he is pretty good. There's some things to point out with this Mahomes deal. Now this is a two year, it's a 10 year extension onto his current contract. So it, to 2031, he still has his two years as his rookie deal. And then, 10 years after that the key date in this contract um i get a lot of this information from guys like andrew brandt and uh, bill barnwell of espn and um zach moore and loads of other um great people uh jason fitzgerald from from over the cap and i've been reading a lot of this in the last 24 hours all signs point to 2025 being the really key year the chances of mahomes playing on this contract until 2031 is is slim um, almost zero. It seems to be at 2025 is the point where they renegotiate this contract again. And that's the point where they will then make an assessment on what the money is. So it realistically is two years of his current deal, a three-year extension, and then a renegotiation. Or four, actually, is it four? it's a four-year extension. And then it's then it's a renegotiation point. Kind of like what's happened with Rogers. So if you look at Rogers, Rogers has been on this long effectively a long contract but he's renegotiated twice mm. um with new money and has set the market and i think mahomes is going to be on the same trajectory as long as he remains healthy which is the big question no doubt patrick mahomes is a huge winner out of this but there's no doubt that the chiefs are also a huge winner because what they do now is they've tied the rights to patrick mahomes for his pretty much his career uh, or at least the very best part of it so what they're doing is they're putting in points and clauses that say we're going to pay you, we're going to reward you for everything you've done, we're going to recognize the talent that you are, we're going to pay you this money, we're going to guarantee a lot of it, but we're also you know, giving you that point to renegotiate if he blows up to be bigger and he's a new market setting deal, they can do that. This is pretty team friendly, it's like you said, it's tied to the salary cap. Um, realistically, he's probably yeah, making sort of that 40 to 45 million uh, a year range, there'll no doubt be some additional incentives and riders in there. Um, so the Chiefs will get the the marquee player under contract and get him at a very good rate. But on the flip side, Patrick Mahomes will make a lot of money. He's also guaranteed against injury. If he goes down the first game of next season and he ends his career, 
he's still going to walk away with $141, $142 million. So there's a lot of protection for Patrick in the fact that if he gets, and quarterbacks are pretty, I mean, look at Alex Smith. There's, there's an example of a starting quarterback who will probably never play the game again and got injured on the field. And there's many more examples like that. Now, we really hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, at least Patrick Mahomes will have that money to, it's not consolation, obviously, but at least he's got something for, for everything that he can and possibly will do. Um, and then the same goes for the Chiefs to get their player and, and locked up and they've got the get out should Patrick Mahomes go on the decline and, and not be this player that we expect him to be for the next five years. So it's a, it's a good deal all around. It's one of those rare ones where you look around and say, Mahomes could have probably got 60 million a year. He mm. could have probably got that, but he would have had to have given up the guarantees. He would have had to have given up the negotiation point at 2025. He'd probably had to have given up things. And I think it shows to the kind of person that Mahomes is that he's not, he's not greedy. He's not in this just for his own personal wealth. You know, he's definitely wrong. He's making a lot of money. It's a pretty easy thing to say when you're making 40, 45 million <laughs> a year, but, he could have he could have pushed for 60 and we all know that we all know he could have got more money he could have sat out he could have waited till free agency and got a really stupid big deal but he feels that the chiefs is home he's happy to commit his pretty much his career there he's happy to give a little back so the team can be competitive you know what's the point of being the richest player playing on the worst team you know if if he gets paid 60 million that offensive line isn't going to be as good as it's going to be he might not have the weapons to throw to they might have a pretty poor defense because that's what 60 million costs you. If you lose, if you're paying all that money to the quarterback, the other positions suffer. It's just how much they suffer. You've you've only got to look at uh, um, New England. Tom Brady never took as much money as he could have done for the benefit of the team. And I mean, the dude's got six rings, right? (laughs) Exactly that. For him, it's about, it's, it's, it's ego. It's a chip on his shoulder. He wants to be known as the best quarterback of all time. And don't get me wrong, he made a lot of money playing and he still is making a lot of money playing. You can't sniff at $25 million a year now that he's earning. Um, but he's always taken less money to have a competitive football team. And that is, that's a good ethos to have. And, you know, people are talking about Dak, and Dak's not arguing over money. I think the money's there. I don't think they're arguing over money. I think they're arguing Dak wants a longer guarantee of how much money he's going to get paid because he knows there's a risk. And I don't think Dak's going to ask for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years or 12 years as the meme is going around, I think he just wants a five-year deal and the Jerry doesn't want to give him one. So that impasse will end at some point, but I'm happy for Mahomes. I think he's, he's done very well. Um, I think it's just, it's one of those rare good deals all around. I don't think anyone is disappointed. No one loses in that deal. I don't think any, I don't think anyone you can say all around that nobody, nobody's out, nobody's bad off in that deal. Everyone's won. Everyone's got something that they really wanted out of the deal and everyone's happy there. I, I don't think there is a general winner. I can't say Patrick Mahomes is the biggest winner because he's obviously given up quite a lot to get that deal. Can't say the chiefs are because he could go down tomorrow and that could wreck the chiefs franchise for the next 10 years. You know, we're winners in the fact that, the Chiefs have signed possibly the greatest quarterback. We don't know this yet, but he could be up there one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It shows what the Chiefs did in the Super Bowl with Andy Reid. Andy Reid finally got himself a Super Bowl ring, and now they've signed Patrick Mahomes. What's to say they don't now win? You know, there's nothing to say that this this team friendly deal benefits the team in the way Brady did, and Andy Reid suddenly chasing Bill Belichick for those Super Bowl trophies because he's got the guy he believes to be the quarterback of, well, he is now the quarterback of the Chiefs future. And 
with this team-friendly deal can build around him. And Andy Reid obviously is still hungry to to win football games. And if he wants to chase down Bills Bills total, this is a good way to go about it. Signing Patrick Holmes a ten-year deal because hey, hell, they could win four of the next ten easily. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And it's just great to see great players locked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's ultimately what. You know, as much as I love free agency days and uh, and when the market opens up and, and see all the players moving and where they're going, it's great. You want to see the best players locked up as much as you, you know, want to, you want your team to get a Mahomes. And, and I understand that 120%. But I think you want to see, I don't want to see ridiculous, I don't want to say ridiculous, that's not fair. I don't, I don't want to see long drawn out contract negotiations and I don't want to see holdouts. I completely appreciate why players hold out, especially running backs. And I think running backs should do what they have to do to get paid. But it doesn't mean as a fan, I enjoy watching it. I understand it. I, I respect it. And I, I actually agree. And in that situation, I'd probably do the same. But that doesn't mean as a fan, I'd want, I want to see these situations. I want to see the best players get paid. I want to see them earn what you might call obscene amounts of money, but what they have to do and how it changes their lives. Like, the, you know, I'm not trying to make this like a nobility thing, but these people put their bodies on the line every single week. It's not a safe sport. Many people get permanent in- injuries. We've seen what's happened with CTE. Why shouldn't they be financially rewarded, especially if the owners are getting all the money? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's great. Um, so I'm all, all for Mahomes. So I'm, I'm pleased, pleased for him. I'm pleased for the league. I'm pleased for everyone. This wasn't a ridiculous contract negotiation that was made public and he said this and she said that and I want this and I want that. It seemed to be a very amicable, very good process that everyone has walked away happy. And as someone who does sales, that rarely happens. It rarely does. And that everyone feels good about it at the end of it. The unicorn of deals, eh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I think applaud everybody involved for, for putting together such an inventive and creative deal that's got everybody talking. Yeah, my uh, timeline on all socials is absolutely blown up with Mahomes for about four and a half hours today. It was just repeat posts from loads of different places. It was good time to be a football fan, that's for sure. Moving on, the Washington Redskins, they are doing an internal, not investigation, that's the wrong word to look at it, but an observation about the name, the Washington Redskins, because there's been a lot of pressure from outside sources and internal from some of the owners, not uh, Dan Dan Quinn, that's right, is it Dan Quinn? Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider, Dan Quinn's the Falcons, right. Um, Dan Schneider, the owner, he has been pretty adamant that he's not going to change the name at all ever since he got into the business, but he... There's been internal pressure from other owners, part owners, and I know Nike have drawn all their Washington Redskins stuff. Uh, I mean, I suppose even we should probably stop calling them Redskins, right? It's 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 trending that way, and it's again, it's it's very similar to the whole Black Lives Matter movement and stuff. It's very difficult for me as a a, a person of white privilege to really have a knowledge and understanding about what's going on. But when the term is derogatory, so for instance, the Redskins, yeah. We, we should definitely be considering the, the treatment of these names and stuff in, in where we are in today's in global what's going on right now i suppose i find this a very difficult subject to talk about given mm-hmm. the fact that i'm a quote-unquote privileged white man i don't understand or I, that's wrong it's not like i don't understand i i understand but i've never felt it so for me to sit here and get on a high horse, and it's easy to call that racism, and it's easy to call out all these all these sorts of terms. Uh, it's not a, a subject that I think you can summarize and, and talk about in a very 
easy manner that's easy to understand and not one that I think a podcast can can do justice other than changes required in society and that's obvious and change needs to be soon and things like this need to happen same with the, the Cleveland Indians they are all all situations in which these things have to happen whether it's you know it should be soon but no doubt that the pressure is coming from FedEx and it's coming from sponsors and minority owners because they have money in this that can they can lose as a result I don't think this is a nobility cause I don't think they're doing it because they've seen the light I think this is a a money-driven exercise but I just think it it, it is time I don't know what the new name's going to be um frankly I without being over I don't care anything Mm. as, as long as it's different you're not like, going to catch me like, too often talk about these sorts of things. And it's it's not because it's not because of the fact that I'm not sympathetic. It's very far from that and very much on the opposite spectrum. It's just the fact that I think no matter what we say on this, we're wrong. Yeah. And, and, and we are so, so far removed of, from the, from the thing itself. Right. And, and also this is an education process for, for us. You know, I've taken a lot of time to speak to a lot of friends who have gone through some very difficult things. I'm not going to talk about them on here. It's not my place. It's not my story. For me personally, this is a personal development thing. I don't think I've ever said anything based on being offensive, based on people's color of skin and ethnicity. And and I have a lot of friends who are quote unquote minorities, which I hate that term even as well, but just for the sake of this podcast, let's use that term. But at the same token, there's, there's that ignorance the way you can say something that you don't think is wrong. That could be because we are ignorant to to that we have to strive to be better people um all of us every, everyone has to strive to be better not just about this but about everything covid has taught everybody a lesson that life is is precious it's taught me more than most i think that we need to be less self-indulgent and we need to be better people we need to have a community we need to talk more shout less we need to understand people's points of view we need to let people explain in detail what they're trying to say don't cut them off and assume that what they're saying is what it is and as much as i think racism should be called out try and understand why they're saying it i think that's just as important there are many things that people say that aren't they didn't mean it to be that way it's just ignorance mm-hmm. and, 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 and anyone this is why i don't want to talk about this because anything i can say could be construed as ignorant because i'm ignorant about the matter that's yeah. not people can be very quick to say you should learn more i am i learn every day i spend every day talking to people to understand to be the best i can be the best person the best human i can be i just don't feel comfortable verbalizing this too much because of the fact that i appreciate i'm ignorant about it mm-hmm. yeah, and no, therefore i, I, I don't that. want to put too much out there and have people tear it to bits because i don't i'm not that person i'm not that person that has got a bad bone in his body and, and would call people out for for things like that and i don't want to say anything that is going to offend anybody ultimately because that's not the way i'm wired so there are people that i know who listen to this podcast very dearly and will have a discussion with people and i have had discussions with people but i will always be somewhat reserved because i'm not that person who will intentionally say something to hurt people but can understand that i'm ignorant enough to where i could say something to hurt somebody without knowing it yeah and i think if everybody can accept that inherently that's a star yeah and and not only that it, just because you say something one way people hear stuff completely the other way as well don't they so regardless of us being ignorant on the matter it, it 
you hear stuff how you want to hear it compared to how somebody's saying it so just because somebody and not not just on this matter but in life you know it conversations are very much a four-way thing not two-way because you can hear and say stuff how you want to say and hear stuff and and the opposite party does exactly the same so being along the, the same line as everybody else is increasingly difficult in today's world and then stuff like this just makes it even harder so yeah i, I completely understand what you're saying and yeah and I, I just want to underline the point that being silent on this matter doesn't mean that we condone what's going on i don't think you need to have the loudest voice to win the argument and i really don't accept the fact that you feel the need to speak out in order to force change. I appreciate that a lot of people do have that opinion and and that's fine. I think that we all have to strive to be better people. That starts on a, you know, and and that might not be good enough for some people and and that's completely fine. That's your opinion and that's your right to, to have that. I think ultimately what we all have to do is be better people first. And we highlight injustices and we highlight things that are wrong. We learn from them and be better but ultimately it comes from being better people and that's to be a better person. You have to understand and learn and, and evolve as a person, you know, what was politically correct five years ago, isn't politically correct now in some circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's constantly evolving as a person. For me, it's, it's always every single day. It's just learning. It's being a better person. It's being a better human and it's to contribute. It's to contribute to, to things and just, be vocal about it i don't think is the only method of contribution i think there's many other contributions that you can make as a person i'm not talking even financially there's just many things just helping people understand what is right and what is wrong raising people children friends family whoever is good things me talking on the podcast about how much i condemn racism isn't going to change anything as much as i would like to think that i've got that kind of platform and ego um so the reason we've not talked about this is because i'm it's not because I'm not comfortable about it. It's because we're not yeah. we're not in the place. We're not the people that, that can do this. We can acknowledge what has been done previously that's wrong. And we can evolve and be better people. As much as we weren't a factor as to what was going on, we're also not the people to change it. Mm. Um, this requires better people than us for, for this. The only thing you'll get from me is that every day I'll strive to be a better human being, a more compassionate human being that will help anybody in any need. And if anybody ever wants to talk, I will always listen and, and, won't that, stand, and I won't stand for things that are wrong. Yeah, but that, that's the perfect segue moving on to the next point then, Murph, about constant evolution and bettering yourself and, and learning every day. And, you know, we're about to come upon a massive milestone for the podcast. You know, this little podcast that can, we've, we're just about to, to hit the 100,000 download mark. So Rush Nation, we thank you beyond our wildest dreams. Did we ever think we'd get to this gigantic number for us shall we say i mean we're not stopping as we as we say all the time this train never stops but we are approaching the hundred thousand download mark and you know the five yard rush brand podcast is constantly evolving and a little bit of a, a spoiler here peeking behind the curtain we are outreaching the umbrella of the five yard pod just a little bit shall we say we are extending the the reach of our coverall when it rains a little bit further and uh, there will be a podcast dropping at the end of the week to explain more about this we are massively excited about the prospect which is just around the corner and yeah it's, we're, whether we get to that hundred thousand by the time you have finished listening to this podcast or by the end of the week i'm sure it will happen by then but as soon as it does there's a massive announcement coming yeah, we might even jump on and do do that announcement, um, even if it's a short 
15 minute thing yeah unbelievable to get to to this many downloads there's a lot of people we got to thank that unfortunately would sound like an oscars speech so we've probably i would like to thank my mother though because we do use her garage (laughs) that's fair um there's a lot of people we got to thank we're we're not gonna do it Uh, and it's not because we don't care but um i think we'll do something to privately say thanks and uh, a lot of people will know who they are from our writers to 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 lee especially and, and many other people um you know, it's it's very special to be part of this podcast. It's very special to have people listen and interact and talk to. One thing I've learned about this podcast, just from doing it and talking to people, is it's kind of restored my faith in humanity a little bit. And I don't want to keep banging on about people because uh, I don't. But the people that interact with our podcast are just incredible. Um, made some great friends just from people that, you know, would never have known except for doing this. And that's not just here, but it's stateside some of the analysts that we speak to are people who I've listened to and, and heard their work and uh, been fans of. And now they're people I can call friends and people who I can enjoy and, and, and ask opinions and talk about regular stuff, not just fantasy football and people over here that listen, you know, met some incredible people who people would never have met or never have spoken to. And my, maybe I've not met most of you, um, personally like in person but i feel like i know you through the interactions that we have and we don't just talk about fantasy football where that does dominate a lot of the conversations so to anybody who's ever listened whether you've downloaded this once whether you've downloaded it a thousand five thousand times whatever it is i just want to say thank you because you give us a reason to for you and me to talk and to, <laughs> and to catch up and um you know we always say this is the best day of the week we always get away from from everything for for an hour and a bit and just talk about what we love and our passion and then we get to talk to people outside and what we're trying to build and what we're building is a community of of like-minded people who just enjoy and have a passion that's united and i think there needs to be more of that in the the world in general but i'm really pleased that we're part of something that is inherently good regardless of whether it's completely useless or not (laughs) it gives people a smile it gives people a reason to be happy and to interact and to talk and to dare i say it live a little i disagree with it being useless my math has definitely got better (laughs) (laughs) and i think that that, look what more than than saying it's improved stocks is math i think yeah i just think that anything that can just unite people to be good and to talk and to have fun can't be bad even if it is completely pointless and useless um so thank you to everybody. Um, really appreciate it. Here's to the next hundred thousand uh, downloads, and here's to you know the quarter of a million and however long we go for. Yeah, just very very special. And I know we're not there yet. We will be there soon. And yeah, we got much more coming. As you mentioned, as an announcement, we'll talk about that. Um, it's a very exciting time. If you want to join the team, there's always spaces. Um, we've got an incredible writing staff who have far outpaced and uh, out expect my estimations um, and and yours. And the, the people we have are incredible. There's always room for more. Um, we're not looking for the next, uh, you know, the next Evan Silver. We're not looking for the next polished, finished article we're looking for people who just want to have fun want to express their way in their writing and, and yes we have a high standard and yes we will push you 
in the sense of to be better but it's only because we believe in the people that, that do work for us and um work for us is wrong um contribute <laughs> contribute um and they give us a ribbon as much as you know i remember you and me took a couple of weeks off writing after finishing the book and you know oh thanks for coming back <laughs> you know yeah but it's because it's that kind of environment that we all we all just get on and we all respect the heck out of each other and and you know we, we want more people like that and if you want to write for us we get a lot of people i've said this on the podcast before but if you're new if you want to write for us you can write for us come up with the idea tell us why you're why people will read your article wherever it's going to be on tell me why i should spend five minutes reading it when you pitch me the idea um or stocks the idea or whoever i think all our writers will say that we're completely fair and all our writers get a lot of encouragement especially from you stocks to be honest i i kind of just chime in and and dance in and out you, you you're the one that really nurtures them and, and brings them along and does the editing so it's a big shout out to you for the team that we have and and who they are but there's always space for more so come come join this train um when you hear the announcement you probably would have worked out what it is um but it's proof that anybody can do this well hey look at us right <laughs> exactly that Any, with a bit of time a bit of effort and a bit of care and taking in good feedback you anyone can do this we will help you if you want a career in journalism if you want a career in in this i'll be honest with you and you've heard hundreds of our guests say this it's, it's not an easy career to, to break into and, and to do and to get a lot of money for but if you want to do this there, there is a way to do it we will help in any way that we can whether we're a stepping stone or a launch pad whatever you want to call it um we'll try and help as much as possible yep well, absolutely 100 percent agree with all we just said we are here to help if you fancy it and you've got an idea let us know at five yard rush or even if you want to do the old school email and as uh to be fair i don't it's five yard rush at gmail.com there you go couldn't have been simpler we've just completely escaped my uh bronco laden head here <laughs> there's uh we, we haven't touched upon the useless fantasy football factor of this podcast today Murph, and i've got a question for you as you finish off the show coronavirus obviously is massive now in america and they haven't even reached their plateau yet they're still in that upward curve of the first spike and the ivy league have now come out in college ball and said you know we're not going to participate in football until the spring that's just not going to happen um which may well pave the way for other colleges who wanted someone to do it first to do it and they might step back from from football this season the nfl seem pretty adamant that they're going to start in september regardless because they are a money-making machine and we have touched upon the fact of adding ir spots and maybe a bench spot or two there's going to be in and out movement on rosters all the time if corona continues to be the way it is how do you feel about if you were in a league where perhaps you've got two running backs or three running backs and then three wide receivers moving so leaving one running back on one wide receiver slot and then just making the rest of them flex spots in order to make maximum maneuverability for your roster on a week-to-week basis if you do have a lot of injuries due to corona. I'm not fully against it, but I don't know if that solves the problem. No, it was just, I, I, that's why I wanted your, your thought on it because I had, I had this thought today whilst mowing as I do with all of my useless thoughts that come into my head and I thought... It doesn't necessarily solve the problem, but it might, especially if you grab your running backs early and then load up on wide receivers and then a couple of your running backs go down and you don't have time to grab them on the waivers or whether there's just a massive influx of it, but you've got a glut of wide receivers because you grab loads at the end of the draft. You could plug in a couple more for that week than perhaps you might necessarily have done with a solid running back slot. 
I mean, potentially the, the counter argument to that is why didn't you take more running backs and why, you know, ultimately what you do with that is you change the entire draft strategy and the draft concept. And I think you're defeating what you're trying to do, which is to get a team to get a, a player to get a team out on the field effectively for fantasy football, which I think what this does is it kind of swings it away into a whole new game. Every time you make a change to a roster, especially the amount of spots, I think you kind of, people will strategize for that. And as a result, it will change. Like the spirit of it's great. I just don't think it, it will work in principle. I think there's a few things I think about this. First of all, I think the season gets completed. I think it gets done. Whether it starts on time is a different question, but there's plenty of play in the schedule. I think what is key is we look at the Premier League. And here's a great example of a sport that's going on in a country that is ravaged. Okay, not to the same levels, but given percentage of population, it's, I won't say comparable, but it's not a million miles off. Premier League has got very, very few cases of coronavirus. I think it's around 10. Of all the rounds of testing, 10 players have gone down with the coronavirus. That's not a lot in the grand percentage of 2,000 people, 1,800 people getting tested every week. And I tell that 10 people have tested positive, give or take a couple. It's not a high percentage. I think when teams get into the facility, when teams get into a routine and they're starting to quarantine and they start to stay within a group and they follow the strict guidelines, which we hope the NFL put in place, I think you reduce the risk of multiple coronavirus cases. Where I'm more concerned with this is conditioning and injuries. And I think that is severely different to the amount of coronavirus cases. I think we might get a few players that will contract coronavirus and they will they will miss out. I think that number will be very few. I think it's more about players not doing enough preseason, enough conditioning and might get hurt. Now, the difference to that is whenever a player goes down, another one comes up. You know, we saw last year people like like Wayne Gorman become fantasy relevant for a couple of weeks because Saquon went down. We have people uh, all the time getting um, becoming fantasy relevant because of injuries last year. We saw this with Gardner Minshew. We saw this with, you know, lots lots of players last year who contributed who wouldn't have. Um, but Jacoby Jacoby Brissett. These are all players. I think that there is always going to be enough players in the league for you to pick up and to support, whether it's a waiver wire, whether it's you drafted them. I think you've got to reward people for taking risks in drafts the same way that I think you've got to reward people for bold waiver wire strategy as well. I think if you, if you dilute it so much, it just becomes a game of chance and it already is, but it, it goes even more into a luck scenario than a skill scenario. The skilled players will find a way, make hay when the sun shines. And I think that's what makes fantasy football so great. Is it's still a game of, of chance, but it's it's there is a skill game to it. It's why people mm. stake money on it because they back their knowledge. Yeah. I think the more you dilute that with a million waiver wire spot a million uh flex spots versus inherent slots, I think just ruins that and it becomes more of a luck game than a skill game. Um, yeah. And that's my ultimate opinion on it. But I think I think it's an interesting one. I think we'll learn more. But ultimately, I think we've put these IR spots in to help. Do I think we're really going to need that many? Probably not. I'd rather give people the flexibility um, based on these because I think it's more conditioning injuries than anything. But I think it's going to be an interesting season regardless. We'll learn more. But I've become more confident the season will go ahead. I think dilute's a good word. Maybe 
maybe I hadn't thought about it in a dilution way of the fact that diluting the roster with flex spots would basically decrease the skill. It's basically making it into a best ball, essentially, at that point. And then, you know, if you want to play best ball, you go and draft the best ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been a fun and informative show, Murph. It's, you know, it's been pretty mellow compared to our normal, but I think it's good. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. A lot lot of things have, have happened. Get in touch um, with us. Uh, we're going to publish our rankings this week on the website that updates from the book. Um, we've got a lot of things going on. Uh, we've got an announcement. We've still got giveaways, I'm sure. Um, there's lots of things going on. So keep in contact with us. Keep following us. Keep asking us questions. If you want us to help with drafts, let us know. If you want to come with ideas, if you want to join us in the league, all those sorts of things, just get in touch and let us know. Yeah, unless you want to help with your uh, Scott Fishbowl draft, then we're, we're against you then. Yeah, you're not having any help or join the war room join the war room yes get follow murph it's uh murph underscore nfl yeah there you go go follow the big man on twitter because it's a good follow trust me on this rush nation this has been an absolute blast as always murph i'll catch you down the road you will hear from us at the end of the week with an absolute screaming sensational announcement but until then rush nation as always don't forget keep rushing HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.